When your enemies plot against you, let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends, and welcome back to the Renew Network Podcast. Today, we're moving on in our study of Acts chapter 23. Uh, Today, we're going to be looking at verses 12 through 22 in this particular section Uh, lays out the account of a plot that was in motion to kill the Apostle Paul. Um, Now, just thinking about why it is that a group of people would want to um, get Paul off the scene. (laughs) Why is it? What's at stake there? What do the people involved in that plot Uh, have in mind as it relates to removing Paul from the equation. And so I think we'll see their motivations and their thinking and get a better understanding of what's going on here as we move into the text. But before we do that, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you, Lord God, that we can pause, quiet ourselves, and come before you to study and pray and Meditate on your word and consider its truths. And so, Father, we come uh, today ready for your spirit to move. We come ready to hear from heaven. And, Lord, we pray that you would open our ears and our hearts and our minds to what you want to say to us through your word. And, Father, as we glean from your word, help us to apply that which you're teaching us to the benefit of our growth in grace. We love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, my friends, uh, looking now at Acts 23, verses 12 through 22. When it was day, the Jews made a plot and bound themselves by an oath neither to eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. There were more than 40 who made this conspiracy. They went to the chief priests and elders and said, We have strictly bound ourselves by an oath to taste no food till we have killed Paul. Now, therefore, you, along with the council, give notice to the tribune to bring him down to you, as though you were going to determine his case more exactly, and we are ready to kill him before he comes near. Now the son of Paul's sister heard of their ambush, so he went and entered the barracks and told Paul. Paul called one of the centurions and said, Take this young man to the tribune, for he has something to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the tribune and said, Paul, the prisoner, called me and asked me to bring this young man to you as he has something to say to you. The tribune took him by the hand and going aside, asked him privately, what is it that you have to tell me? And he said, the Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down to the council tomorrow as though they were going to inquire somewhat more closely about him. But do not be persuaded by them for more than 40 of their men are lying in ambush for him. Who have bound themselves by an oath neither to eat nor drink till they have killed him, and now they are ready, waiting for your consent. So the tribune dismissed the young man, charging him, Tell no one that you have informed me of these things. Now, as the details of this assassination plot, this ambush on Paul's life, unfold, we see that there is a group of 40 people who are conspiring together. To take Paul down. (laughs) Now that's a strong contingency of enemies. And these are not just your average Joe citizens. These are the deeply politically and deeply religiously connected men uh, of the society. 
and um, they are uh, planning this very intricate plot, and it's all wrapped in deception, of course, as all conspiracies and all plots are um, ultimately uh, shrouded in lies and untruths. And so they um, take their plan directly to the Jewish council, seeking for them to collaborate with uh, the conspirators uh, as it relates to their end goal of ambushing and destroying Paul. Now, they're intent on killing him. They want him off the scene altogether. And so they conspire together and with the members of the council, and they say, here's what we're intending on doing. We're going to have you ask the tribune to bring Paul back to the council chambers because you want to inquire, uh, you want to investigate a little more um, and look into his situation. When Paul is in front of the council, we will set our plan in motion and uh, we're ready to kill him uh, before he comes near, as verse uh, 15 tells us. So they give the council very specific instructions, and they lay out a very specific plan. They have plotted this out meticulously. Now, what they did not understand is that the son of Paul's sister overheard this plot, and he went directly to Paul, and he filled Paul in, on this information. Paul decides to um, cut them off at the head by going directly to the tribune with the information that Paul's uh, nephew has discovered. And so Paul sends his nephew to the tribune. The tribune takes seriously the things that Paul's nephew is telling him. And um, he lays out the plot and all of the details and exactly what's going on. And the tribune sends Paul's nephew on his way and says, be sure to tell no one of this conversation. Now, we don't have, <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. We don't have the end result yet of what's going on. But we can see something very clear here in the plotting and the scheming of the conspirators. First off, uh, their plot against Paul is evil. Um, Paul is creating uh, political and religious problems for them, and uh, he's gaining a following, and he's gaining a crowd, and the church is growing in its witness, and these power players have decided it's time for Paul to go. And so they're plotting an evil plan uh, to ambush and kill Paul uh, to get him out of the way in an effort to snuff out the gospel in an effort to um, to stem the tide of the church and its growth in the world uh, in the ancient Near East um, at that time. And the church was growing and the gospel was having impact on the lives of many Gentiles and some Jewish converts as well. And so Paul was having a great impact for the gospel and uh, the church was growing. Now, uh, these religious opponents um, were uh, very threatened by Paul. And it's unclear to me why they would be threatened by a rival religious movement that was gaining steam, particularly because uh, the, the Jewish uh, religious movement is one that is not just a voluntary participation kind of a thing, but you're born into the Jewish faith. 
Now, it's not to say that people born into the Jewish faith could not be persuaded toward Christianity, and that was certainly happening. Um, but there was a lot at stake for them. These these conspirators, these plotters, there was something very vital at stake for them. And they had determined to do this evil thing to get Paul out of the way so that they could um, continue to maintain their grip on power and control in this community, in this uh, in this area. And so uh, Paul was a threat, as the gospel is always a threat. Wherever the gospel is preached with integrity and uh, in the power of the Spirit, it will have impact, and it will threaten the powers that be. That's always true. And in the face of today's um, social problems in our country, in the face of the challenges that we're facing as a nation politically, and uh, in the face of a worldwide pandemic that's basically brought the world to its knees, um, people in power who are already power hungry and are already um, l- fearing their grip on power loosening are ratcheting things down all the more. And the gospel comes into the mix and the gospel says uh, in the face of all of the uh, civil and racial uh, strife taking place in our country that there's a God of love and mercy who calls us to kindness, who calls us to mercy, who calls us to forgiveness, who calls us to lay down the weapons of human warfare and to take up the cross and to take up uh, peace and to take up grace and mercy, um, to bear our burdens as part of our calling in Christ. Uh, Yes, we speak out for justice where there's injustice and and we call out evil where it's present in the world. But we don't take up the world's weapons. We don't take up the world's poise. This group of conspirators is exemplifying a worldly solution to a problem that they don't like. And the problem is they're unhappy that there is a a competing religious movement that's uh, threatening the solidarity of their movement and threatening uh, the strength of their movement. Um, And they don't like it, and so they're intent on killing the leader. (laughs) And that uh, tends always to be the case. Um, My friends, if you're taking a bold stand for the gospel, if you're standing for Jesus, if you're speaking bold truth in the face of very present and painful cultural realities, uh, you're going to gain some enemies. Um, And those enemies will uh, stop at nothing usually to try to damage you, hurt you, wound you so that you'll back off. And that's always the enemy's goal is to get the people who call themselves um, Jesus followers to back off. Uh, But we have a calling and we have uh, the promise that the Spirit of God goes with us into battle. And so we're not alone, my friends. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing where the story goes next and uh, to see what we can glean from the next part as we pick up uh, in chapter 23, verse 23, the next time we get together. So thanks for taking time out of your day to listen, and I pray that these words would be of encouragement to you on your journey of faith. God bless.